What's up guys, welcome to Social Media Entrepreneurs, teaching only the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Fidel, and on today's episode, I am giving you my entire content creation process fully leaked. I've been super excited to put out this episode. I've actually had it on my list of episodes to do for a, a few months now, and I, I finally got it in order enough where I'm like, yes, this is how I want to debut it to you guys. I even have a free download to go along with today's episode, so I would get that now. It's just a two-page PDF that will detail the 14 steps we are going over. So today's going to be a really exciting episode, regardless if, if you have a podcast or YouTube or an email list or some of the other things that I'm going to mention throughout this entire content marketing strategy. This is really going to be how to create one piece of content content and turn it into content on every social media platform you are on. So I'm going to be showing you how to do that today. And uh, yeah, it's going to be some really awesome stuff. It's going to be a little bit more advanced just from the fact that uh, it's talking about being on multiple platforms. And that's just usually a more uh, veteran business thing to do is to be on more than four or five platforms, I'd say. But I think no matter what, uh, no matter where you're at right now, you're going to really get some good insight as to how a full content marketing strategy could look like and really get the gears turning. Before we get into the fun stuff, though, uh, welcome to the show. If you're brand new, uh, consider subscribing to the show. My name's Derek Fidel. I've been running this show for just about four years, four years now, and uh, new episodes every Monday and Thursday. So if you would like to get the latest and greatest social media updates and tactics, you have found the right show. Make sure you're subscribed because uh, there is no shortage of content here, my friends. So let's get into today's episode and make sure you download the uh guide below so that you can go along with these steps uh, as we go through. So the first step of the content creation process is research. And this is a pretty quick process. I just use a program uh, like Keywords Everywhere. Uh, you will want the paid version of this, which is a very cheap program. You can buy like 100,000 searches, I think for like $10. There is an affiliate link in the description if you wouldn't mind using that. And uh, it will make it so it shows you the exact search volume on certain uh, key phrases on YouTube. And then by that, you can kind of gauge uh, what you what content you should come out with. Or if you already know what content you want to come out with, exactly how you should title it. So for instance, for this video where I knew I was going to be talking about my content creation process, uh, I actually got lucky on this one. My initial title uh you know, that I had in mind was my entire content creation process leaked. And then I was like, well, let me make sure that the search volume actually matches up. And content creation has a ton of search volume, but then content creation process also does as well. And then I was seeing other ones like content marketing strategy or, you know, uh, multiply content, repurpose content. I basically just went through and typed in all of those words and just checked out the search volume and the competition and found which one would be the way that I want to title it. Now, the reason why this is at the very start, except uh, you know, except for for obvious reasons, because you want to be able to know exactly what content you're going to put out 
is because once you know exactly how you're going to title it, then you can make sure that you include that title at the start of your video and uh, mention these words throughout the video because YouTube actually transcribes everything you say, especially in that first minute. So because I want to rank on content creation process, I started this video by saying the words content creation process so that YouTube would transcribe that and it would help me actually rank on that. So you wanna make sure that the main key phrase that you're going for, you actually say in the first 60 seconds of your video on YouTube, which means that you'll have to have that planned in advance. So that's why research is first. The second phase uh, for me, and a lot of these can be moved around one or two, but I would say if you need a content creation process, just do it my way and then go back through and then make some tweaks based off of how uh, you personally like to work. But I take a picture for the YouTube thumbnail first, partly because once I get done recording, I'm usually so like, finally ready to be done and just get it get it edited and get it out that I forget about the thumbnail completely and then I just have to grab a screen recording like a screen capture from like somewhere in the video uh, but it just usually doesn't turn out as well as an actually planned thumbnail so I do it right then and then this also gives me a little bit more insight as to exactly how I want to title it and exactly how I'm going to propose the whole thing and you know potentially use like a cliffhanger with the YouTube thumbnail. And then once I know that, that might even play into how uh, you do the episode. So it's just good to do in advance, but uh, you're just taking the picture here. You're not making the thumbnail. I just take the uh, like 20 pictures because uh, that's how many I usually need to take. Uh, I like to have the options though, uh, but that is step two. And then the third step is recording the podcast intro. This is another just personal preference. The reason why I do this is because it's a very short audio bit. And recording a podcast intro isn't that hard because the first little bit of it is planned. I say the same thing every time. And this is the way that I can get warmed up. So I just record the podcast intro up until the point where I say, all right, let's get into the episode, right? So I give a little bit of an intro. I might address my audience and my podcast listeners. And then I will just say, all right, let's get into the episode. And then I will cut it right there. And then that will be my way of getting a little bit of a warm up before I start recording the YouTube video too. Then step four is recording a full length video with respect to the YouTube audience. So I do an intro, the whole uh, you know, content, the core piece of content, and then an outro as if I'm addressing the YouTube audience. And then um, step five is recording a separate outro for the podcast, which is actually really, really simple for me, rather than saying like subscribe and like this video and blah, 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 like I would say on YouTube, I would just say like leave a review or whatever kind of outro I wanna do for the podcast. Maybe it's a separate call to action to go download something like in this episode, you know, make sure you download that guide if you haven't yet. And, uh, you know, I just do this separate outro for the podcast. Maybe I'll say, hey, I'll talk to you next Monday because I have a very consistent schedule for the podcast. Just something slightly different. And then now I have the content recorded where I can have a little bit of a difference between the podcast and YouTube with respect to how those platforms differ. The main one being that on a podcast, uh, for me, I'm at least usually speaking to about 75% of people who have heard an episode from me in the past. And at this point with my YouTube channel, it's about 25% of people 
watching my videos that are a current subscriber, if not even less on the videos that actually do really well. So uh, for that reason, you know, I'm more talking to a cold audience versus a warm audience. And it's just good to have the, the differences addressed and not just do the same exact piece of content for both. So now everything's recorded. Step number six is doing a first pass through edit. So I go through and I edit just res with respect to putting out the podcast. So just the audio. So I'll um, enhance the audio, put on like a compressor, some noise removal, and I will edit out some redundancy and auditory pauses like ums and anything that I don't think is necessary. And then I will sync it up with the podcast music and then I will export that and then publish the podcast episode. So that of course includes writing the descriptions for the podcast episode, doing the tags and um, scheduling it for a release. I'm usually scheduling a day before right now, but yeah, just scheduling the episode, if not publishing it right then, if that's how you do it. Uh, but just uh, putting a bow on the uh, podcast audio version of it is step number seven. Moving on to step number eight, and this one's really optional, and I just started doing this. Uh, it, it It's hard to make this actually SEO properly. This is the goal. And step number eight is creating a blog from the transcription of the podcast. I just thought I'd mention this because it's such a beautiful strategy in terms of like, if this can work, it's amazing, right? It's no extra work. And then it's huge upside with getting SEO on whatever podcast you come out with. And I use something called pod pages. And I just have the free version. I'll link that below as well for any of you podcasters that want to check this out. But what it does is it takes a transcription from your video or your podcast audio, and then it turns it into a blog post and auto publishes it on a website so that it can hopefully get picked up by Google. And it's got a decent chance because you say a lot of words and it's going to make a very long article and it's a way better chance than if you put out no article. So I think at the minimum, I would definitely just do pod pages automatic. And then they have a lot of more advanced versions of it where it tries to SEO it a lot better. And I think that would honestly be a pretty damn good strategy because any kind of automated um, scaling of your content is is awesome, right? It, it, most of it has to be delegated, but if you can do it automated and it actually work and create trending content, uh, then one of the best things you can always do. Moving on to step number nine is a second pass through edit. So going back to that the video and you know, it's, it's already been edited to go to the podcast audio. Now I'm going to remove all the podcast audio and the music, and then I'm going to design it so that it's ready for YouTube. Now, YouTube is usually going to be a lot quicker pace, especially because it's a colder audience, so I'm not going to go off on tangents and say stories. And podcasts, people like to like drive while they listen or do chores, so you can be uh, a little bit slower with your delivery. But YouTube, if I have like a 20-minute raw recording, how it usually breaks down is that podcast will be like 18 minutes, and then the video will be anywhere between 12 to 15 minutes. If I kill it, it's all really relevant content. I'm just going to keep it in there. If I feel like it could be reduced and the video do a lot better, then I'm going to do that. So the second pass-through edit is to eliminate more redundancy, as well as add the visual aids that would go into a YouTube video, the text, uh, anything like that, the outro slides, if you're going to add cards, anything specific to the YouTube goes through the second pass-through edit. And by the way, I'll just mention right now, 
obviously any part of this you can do or you can delegate, right? So, uh, so yeah, I think it is valuable to at least be able to know the basics of these skills yourself. So it's even easier to delegate in a lot of situations. But we'll talk a little bit more about delegating these processes and, and where I would start delegating uh, at the end of uh, the process here. So step number 10 is creating the thumbnail. And I usually do this while the video is exporting. So once it's all done editing and you export it, and it's still going to take you know 45 minutes to an hour and a half to export the whole thing, create the thumbnail, get the YouTube all uh, ready to go. And then you uh, will be uploading the YouTube video while you create the description. So you can copy the description over from the podcast and maybe make a little bit of tweaks to it. The other thing you want to do to your YouTube videos to really help them out is to do chapters. So chapters is where uh, in the description of a YouTube video, you just write chapters, colon, you go down to the next line, you put zero, colon, zero, zero, and then you put, um, you know, you, you write your chapter so that you, if you're watching YouTube video, you can reference like just my, my timeline on this video. It will show you the different breakdowns of the chapters of this video. And it's just essentially um, so people can jump around. But you can really make some keyword dense chapters and it really helps the videos get a lot more impressions. So that's just a quick tip for you. I'm not going to dive into like YouTube publishing tips. That's another video for another time though. So make sure you're subscribed. And uh, yeah, so you're just gonna publish the YouTube video. Step 12, remember any part of this that you don't wanna do, uh, just just skip, right? Just uh, over time, this is how you scale your content creation process. This is like the order that I would follow. And, and sometimes I don't do this for every single post, right? It's easier said than done, especially if you don't have a lot of people helping you, but this is how I do it. Step number 12 is an email. So you create an email about whatever topic uh, of video that you put out and you add some real value in that email. And then you also create uh, a link at the bottom that will link to either the podcast episode or the YouTube and uh, say, if you would like to learn more, then here you go. So now you got an email content out of it. And since you've already done, you know, the full length episode, you have already broken it down into tips and everything. You're going to be able to write that email really easily at this point because you're so familiar with the content and you've already, you know, made it. And step number 13 is editing 9 by 16 vertical video clips that are less than 60 seconds for social media. So making the reels, the TikToks, Snapchat Spotlight, the YouTube Shorts, we are creating the 9 by 16 content. Now, the other thing you could do here that was more popular in the past before Reels and TikTok were a thing is that people would make infographics out of quotes of what they said. So they would take those uh, podcast blog transcriptions and then they would go through uh, either them or an assistant and try to find quotes from the episode and turn that into infographics. So when, in, uh, when Instagram was more of a photo app, that was a better strategy. Now, if you can turn it into reels, the upside is so much higher. But I do want to mention that here is where you'd have the option to either turn your text into images or turn your videos into short form video clips. So moving along with the reel strategy, I prefer to then upload it to reels. Now, what I'd say is I, I know a lot of people prefer the TikTok video editor. And if you want to bring it over to TikTok first, edit it in there and then try to move it on to Reels after because you wanna use some of the TikTok editing. The reason why I don't do that is because you have to save it with the TikTok watermark 
or you have to post it and then copy that link and then use a TikTok uh, downloader that uh, downloads it without the watermark. So that would be apps like SnapTick or there's a bunch of them. If you just type in like TikTok down downloader on the app store or uh, snaptick.app is another one that I really prefer. These are just ways to download TikToks without the watermark. They massively reduce the quality of the video. And then when you move it over to Instagram, Instagram is extremely picky with the quality of the video compared to any of the other apps that I don't like to do that. So I like to start it on Reels. One of the reasons why is because I like the filters better on Reels than any of the other platforms by far. I like to use the first one when you just swipe over. Uh, I think it's Oslo. I like that filter on my videos. It makes the, the quality a lot better. My eyes are a lot more detailed and it's just a lot more engaging overall. So I like to throw that filter on through Instagram. But for that reason, if you have a filter on TikTok that you love, that might be a reason for you starting over there. But on Instagram, the cool thing is I like to do that and I like to add like the GIFs um, potentially to go along with what I'm saying. And then um, if you click save, video at the top of a reel while you're editing it will save that video in max quality with no watermark the catch is you can't add audio yet if you add audio to it it will save with no audio at all whether it be the the song or you talking and um, if you publish it and then download it it will be with a, a reels watermark so uh what i do is like once you edit it in reels if you just save the video without the music added then you will get the max quality version with whatever filters and gifts you want to apply so that's why i go to reels first and that might pertain to a lot of you but as long as you understand the reasoning here you can make the decision that's best for you and then as you can guess then i post it to reels TikTok. YouTube shorts, wherever else it makes sense. And uh, and that would be the entire content creation process there. Now, the last little bonus tip I'll give you is if you are trying to delegate a process, which part of it should you delegate first? I would look at wh what are you worst at, okay? So is there any part of this that you can delegate that someone could come in and do it way better than you? And in a lot of cases, this is actually not yes, um, especially some of the editing like of your podcast. There's a lot of times where it would be harder to hire someone to know exactly how you want to edit your podcast like as as good as you. Right. There's a lot of these jobs that would be hard. So if you're bad at graphic design, maybe you rule towards like maybe you have someone make your thumbnails for you. Um, I personally like to make the thumbnail while the video is exporting, right? Because that takes long enough. But every part of this that you delegate, you try to delegate um, to the same person uh, over time too. So if you try to find someone uh, to delegate to, make sure that they have the potential to uh, do a lot of this content creation process for you over time as you want to give more of it up. Um, but the other thing that you would ask yourself is if you're like, all right, I'm sufficient at the skill set to do all of this, what part of this am I not doing the most part naturally? So for me, that would be the last step, right? Turning into reels, TikToks, it, it, that's like, uh, if I do all the other parts, the thumbnail, the this two edit, pass through to create the podcast and the YouTube version, a lot of times I'm not really wanting to go back through and now edit out little 60 second clips and then put a bunch of video editing on them. 
And whatever part of the process that you are not consistently getting done, whether you can do it or not, would be the next thing that I would delegate. Uh, so delegating is, again, uh, an episode for another time. So if you enjoyed today's uh, podcast or YouTube video, wherever you're watching, make sure you're subscribed. And uh, I appreciate you watching. Hopefully you got some great value. And again, that guide is in the description. So feel free to reference that or come back to this video whenever you need a little bit of extra help or DM me at Social Bamboo with an underscore at the end if you have specific questions. All right, I will talk to you on Thursday morning.